What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and this week, as always, I am joined by, look, he's got his own box now, the Phantom producer, Tyler Hadley. Woot woot, got my own box. Gang's all here. Looking good. The Sub-Zero hero slash best bonus dad ever, Kenny Castro. What's up? What's up, everybody? How's it going? And last but certainly not least, the do artistic one himself, Anthony Duart. How's it going? <laughs> Big week this week on the Twitch channel as well as the YouTube channel, mostly thanks to Kenny Castro, but some other great contributions as well. And you should definitely be checking that out. Please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, join our Discord. You can find the details on how to do so in the description below. If you want to listen later on podcast services, you can do that as well. Um, so next gen is here. Tyler's got the PS5. Kenny's got the Series X. Anthony's playing Yakuza like a dragon, so he's doing that, which is cool. Ooh. I've got the new Assassin's Creed. There's just so much going on. Too and much going on, you might say. You might I'm say overstimulated. That. Never enough going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh. yes, we've got a lot of games to get to, so we're not even going to have our usual kind of random topic of the show because we know that the games talk is going to be pretty dominant got a couple questions from listeners we'll get to those later but for now let's begin the show with how's everybody doing been good man been pretty good um nothing too crazy um just usual work getting ready for thanksgiving stuff like that yeah are you gonna be the uh head chef this year um well i always like to make a turkey here um obviously might just be Caitlin and Dean are here eating, but I'll still probably probably make way too much food just because I don't know, I like to cook stuff around Thanksgiving. Yeah, for sure. I've actually never taken on the task of making a whole turkey bird. I've done Dude. chicken several times. Yeah, experience. It looks like a lot. I don't blame you. It looks like a whole big process. Yeah, the past two I, years I made one. I was thinking that I was to do a uh, buttermilk brine that I saw in this New York hey. Times video that. Made it look real good. And have you ever done a spatchcocking? I don't know what that is. You can't say that. You can't say that on YouTube. We're gonna get demonetized. <laughs> I have to have him. I have to blur that out and post. I have to edit that out. Leave it. You should look it. Look it up, Tyler. It's like when you cut out the backbone of the turkey and you can kind of smash it flat, and it cooks in like half the time. It cooks in like ninety minutes. Huh. Um, and all the. All the cool kids are doing it, is what they're telling me. Over Cock draining. Smash cocking. Smash cocking. And no, Kenny... that's, no, that's the tournament. That's, that's what our tournament name was going to be. <laughs> I think you're thinking of something else. <laughs> Especially the tournament that's around in November. Smash cocking. Smash cocking. Yep. Coming, with the, coming to you next year. Level With You is back on the scene with the smash cock extravaganza. <laughs> Come into a, uh, I know this get theater, but I don't think a theater will, su will support us. Well, the right now, stuff. technically, we could rent out a the theater for dirt cheap, so. That's true. That's well, I mean, true, we, we have to get out there by like 9.30. The input lag will be insane, but. Oh, it'd be know. terrible. Yeah. Just projector lag. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for these movie theaters, man. These bowling alleys. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, man, they get to close earlier rather than staying out to like one thirty-two normally. They mm -hmm. barely getting anybody in there, too. Yeah, I think they're still getting like a decent amount of people. My roommate's actually a manager at Cinemark, and she still gets like 
a surprising amount of people that want to go out and really I mean you look at the movies they're playing they're like oh, I don't know let's show uh jaws or, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, nightmare before christmas or american sniper for some reason you know what yeah. they should do is they should show all the direct to video sequels of the disney movies that came out on vhs oh my god they like give them who? yeah they should give them their time to shine in the theaters Not aladdin 2 king of thebes there was uh, aladdin 3 the return of jafar is that what it was uh one of them was return of jafar i think that was the second one and the third one is like where he met his dad I think. Huh. Well, they got Homer is... Simpson for that one. They got Homer Simpson as the genie in the second one, and then the Rob Williams came back for some reason for the third one. That was quite a trip down memory lane. So what's oh. on your menu, Wiley, before we get too far for Thanksgiving? What's something I want to know? Mm. Because if people might not realize that I'm going to start pushing Wiley. I'm going to make his own little channel inside the Level With You server for him to post his meals. <laughs> because it's always nicely plated. It's always something very interesting. Try and see if we could bring our community together with some nice cooked <laughs> meals from because we just got a new member. I don't know if you guys realize that one of the new members, I think it was something ketchup. He's from Russia. So we're now Ooh. gaining members in the server from all over the world. That's awesome. That's Welcome. Awesome. We have Welcome we have two in the, the UK. Internet. We got one in Russia now. We're reaching all over the world. So very what, cool. I did not know what, that. What's one plate you're definitely going to make for Thanksgiving? Well, I guess I you're caught, caught me off guard a little bit because I don't have a specialty that I make for the holidays. I just sort of, you know, I make mashed potatoes. I'll help out with stuffing and the turkey and with the carving. But it's not it's not really my um, this is the year that I've most been into cooking. Like I, I've always been somebody that liked to cook, or at least I have been for several years. But I think with quarantine and just needing sort of a new um, creative hobby. outlet, yeah, hobby, something that makes Elena happy, something that um, I can continue to improve at. And I obviously I've always loved food, so this is the year that I've really stepped it up, I guess. So. So it's like that My Hero episode, Wiley. You need your signature, another signature move. The Thanksgiving yeah, signature it. move. So, or it's like the Food Wars episode where I need my signature dish. Exactly. <laughs> or fighting foodons, the whole show, if anybody. So, so, so what, what about this, Wiley? Well, if you were invited to a Friendsgiving of sorts, what would be the dish that you would that you would make? What would say? I'd probably try to do like a nice. Um, Sausage stuffing, something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah, some, something that would transport well. Like, I wouldn't, you know, most of the stuff I make is, I don't know, not traditional Thanksgiving fare, so. I like that, though. That's like Thanksgiving dishes that I like well, to see. It's not traditional. That's, that's, but... the, that's the thing that gives it a little flair. You know, you got to spice up the Thanksgiving dinner somehow. Mm -hmm. just, be, just be like Anthony and bring a $5 tox from Taco Bell <laughs> yeah I brought the Taco Bell pack and Tyler's dad was uh, he was blown away he was speechless he's like what and I'm sitting there and I'm just shuffling the turkey into the taco oh man was like, oh you are amazing you seize to amaze me uh, and you, you're big on the green bean casserole right Tyler oh yeah that's my, my absolute favorite <laughs> I throw some, like ba some, some bacon in it. I'll throw some other. Now with the little crispies, onion crispies on top. Ooh. Do you use the Campbell's cream of mushroom? Oh hell yeah! 
Got to. Yeah. So, so that's like I've heard. I think my roommate told this this recently that like eighty percent of the sales of that soup are around Thanksgiving to make <laughs> green bean casserole. I believe it. So, yeah. It doesn't call any other time of the year, but now. Couple weeks from now, we'll be eating our turkey leftovers on the show. But until then, we'll be playing lots of video games because that's what we do. And that's what the people came for, right? Yep. And this week, we are going to be starting with Tyler, the man who was able to secure the PS5. And he's completed Astro's Playroom. He's completed Bug Snacks. He is getting his ass kicked in Demon Souls. He's got the, <laughs> the whole experience ready to relay to you. Crazy. Why don't we start off? before we even jump into the games with the interface and the controller, which he's holding up to your listening. Tell Dual us sense. about the, the boomerang from Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. <laughs> um, what do you think? I mean, yeah, overall, um, it's definitely an experience. Uh, you def- it's definitely <laughs> a, a change of pace. Uh, it's, it takes some getting used to, um, because for the past seven years or whatever, how long it's been, we've been playing PlayStation 4, then it's Kind of always had the same UI to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the I do like it. I mean, there's definitely still some things. So I mean, you don't have like themes anymore, which is kind of a bu- a little bit of a bummer, uh, especially since you like, got all themes with themes with PS4. You can't really use them anymore um, on the home screen. Um, they have the new um, navigation. So so one thing with the that I will say that has kind of been a, a gripe of mine is every time I want to power down the place, the PlayStation or put it into rest mode, I'm just so used to to holding down the middle button and then having it bring up that, that side column on PS4. Whereas now they I can't remember what technical name for it. Um, they bring up, you hit, hit it once it brings up that hub. Then you have to scroll all the way to the right to get to the power option. Um, it's definitely not as easy as it was on the PlayStation 4. Uh, have but... you run into any issues that people are having with the rest mode? No, not that I have. I, mean, I, I know I've been seeing a lot of people saying they've been having issues in regards to... Um, those, there's been a couple of things that I've seen. People have saying they've been having issues when they plug in an external hard drive. I haven't even done that. Um, to be honest, I don't even really see a need to do that because... I'm just kind of starting off fresh. I'm only going to download the games that I know I'm going to play. Once I'm done with them, I'll probably just uninstall them because um, I want to make sure I I don't mess anything up. Um, I'll get a new external hard drive when Sony announces some good ones to use. That's an actual SSD, and so it can still play all the games like how they would be played on the current SSD in the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, it is a pretty small storage space. It's like 650-something gigs, I think, yep. which is a little bit less than the Series X, which I think is about 800. But, you know, I think, have have you noticed a difference in the download speeds? Uh, it does seem a little bit faster. Um, I'm pretty sure the only the only not PS5 game that I downloaded was was Rocket League, um, but everything else seemed, seemed pretty quick. Um, the load times for all of the games are, are super quick. Um, they have the, the switcher, which is, I I guess what they like aim to be kind of similar to, um, the quick resume. I mean, it's not exactly quick resume because all the games aren't suspended, um, like an Xbox. Um, Mm -hmm. the games are actually 
shutting down and but but you have the switcher area where it'll show you your most re recently played like top top three most recently played uh either games and media so you can easily kind of navigate using that switcher uh based on a, a single press of the playstation button okay that sounds like um a neat little feature but overall i guess we were expecting it to not have uh themes at least maybe initially talked about that a couple episodes ago um and i'm sure they'll work out the kinks as far as the ui is concerned i mean overall it sounds like you're pretty happy with it but what we yeah, really want to know about is uh the games how are you the liking games. that astro's playroom uh, Astro, how big Astro's... of a playroom do you have how many times you died in demon souls what do bug snacks smells like <laughs> uh These are the questions. dude Died so many times in Demon Souls. Bucks next was sick. Uh, I'll talk more about it later. Uh, but Astro's Playroom, man, it's an awesome game to come with the PlayStation. It really takes full advantage of all of the features of the DualSense um, using all of the haptic controls. I mean, like when when you talk about like resistance, like with these haptic triggers, like there really is resistance. Like you can feel like kind of like almost it doesn't like actually click, but like. The resistance that it puts on with these triggers you kind of like you push it down there's like a little bit of resistance and then eventually you'll get to that that point where um it just like does the action um so things like drawing bows there's one area where uh, you're flying like a rocket ship and each one of the boosters uh, corresponds to one of the triggers so the triggers are like kind of like constantly vibrating a little bit as like you're boosting and just like a super cool feeling so uh, how's the, the the rumble too yeah the rum the rumble's been great i mean the both of them combined uh have been really awesome um i'm definitely interested to see how other games will incorporate them um all these features um i haven't maybe i just like haven't been playing been paying close enough attention to it but like i did download the the ps5 version of assassin's creed and I can't remember whether or not they have any they use the haptics for like drawing your bow or anything like that that yet. Um I'll have to pay not more sure attention I can next time. That. One game that I have heard makes really significant use of it that you could download is Borderlands three. I hear that the guns really uh they've gone to the drawing board and done a lot of cool things with that and you know, of course the possibilities are endless there. Um, <laughs> I yeah. did wrap up. I'll say real quick, just uh, I wrapped up the fourth expansion of the Borderlands 3 DLC. I thought it was pretty good. I, 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 I said the community is pretty divided on it, but I really Did enjoyed it. No, that was my favorite one. That was my favorite. The, the Guns, Love, and Tacticals really was the, the high mark of the season pass for me. And now there's a second one, and it doesn't seem like it's uh, story-based. seems a little bit more multiplayer-focused and, um, I don't know, uh, what's the word? uh horde mode based mm -hmm. from what i'm gathering in the trailer and i'm just ready to give borderlands a little break I, I loved it when you guys didn't jump on it with me that's okay but maybe next time you will especially <laughs> now Tyler, that you can get the ps5 version but anyway back, all over that was a little random aside but astro's playroom back to it um how long did it take you to beat uh i think it was like just about like five hours ish um maybe not even that long Maybe it was only like three to five hours. I would say I can't remember the exact amount of time. Um, 
but it, it's it's really cool i mean because you're going through all these different areas and you're doing different uh objective based things and you're um one area you're like has like a spring uh a platformer to it where you're like push down the trigger and it has the haptic feedback you're platforming around another one has like a ball where you're you jump inside of a ball and you use the, the trackpad you, you swipe on the trackpad to actually like roll in a certain direction um the other one has like the, the rocket boosters that i mentioned um what was i've been here i've been hearing a lot of the playstation lore in it yeah so each area that you go into you collect um puzzle pieces and artifacts um the artifacts that you collect that are that are hidden around the the areas you actually kind of have to like actually look look for some of them or like go off the beaten path to in order to get them um each area is at the artifacts either are from playstation 1 playstation 2 playstation 3 or playstation 4 so you go into like the playstation 1 area and you're unlocking like the the screen that you can install onto your PlayStation One that like pops up or something, so you can like kind of like play mobily ish. That's cool. Um, it's just like all kinds of like you have the PlayStation One controller, then you have the Dual Shot controller that you unlocked in the PlayStation One. Area. Um, same thing goes you for have like, like old models 2. of Lara Croft with the big old pointers. No, no, nothing like that. <laughs> it, it, it's really um just like the hardware um from each generation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, well, sounds like a, a positive uh, pack-in and an excellent showcase of the DualSense. Yeah, uh, I, think it's I mean, it's a, it's a great platformer in, in general. Um, I think Astrobot has a place in PlayStation, as kind of Mario does for Nintendo. Um, and I think it's something that they could probably easily... Astro Kart, bring it to me. <laughs> So there's another game that's been sort of taken over the Level With You YouTube channel. Um, Anthony and Kenny have been apparently talking to each other like little school children about it. <laughs> and that is Yakuza Like a Dragon. And with that, I give you two gentlemen the floor. Woo! Honestly, Ooh. this is all okay, anybody came to the stream for. Let's talk at the same time about it at one on three. Okay, ready? One, <laughs> right. two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so, well, so, 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 how many how many hours has have each of you played so far? Anthony's ahead of me now. I know that. Um, uh, I think twenty something so far. It's uh, a good chunk of hours. First week. Factor in, so I would say I put in roughly eleven, twelve, because episode four was four hours. First three were about two hours, a little over two hours, so I'm up there. Yeah, Kenny's putting in the real work though, the he, the real hours playing it though, because I couldn't be entertaining and play that the whole time. I could. There's certain parts where I was like, ah, oh, I wish somebody else was here experiencing this with me. And we'll get to those. We'll, we'll get to mentioning those parts in a bit. But I, like mm -hmm. the one big thing about like at least for me, I'm a little. I'm gonna go a little deep here. Uh, it's hard about streaming is you got to be constantly. At least I feel like I got to be constantly. You know, you got to be at it. You got to be with it. You got to be entertaining. And you know me, I'm like. Yeah, I, I mean, it's certainly streaming is definitely a challenge and comes easier to some than others. I find that my gaming skills go down, that I start just missing things that I would have probably not missed if I was playing 
solo, as you can yeah. see from the Assassin's Creed um, first look that we put up this week. I spent about. Did you cut the part out, Kenny? Yes, I did. Just you like did? you have. <laughs> just like you have. Yeah, keeping the good stuff. No, it was just ten minutes of me just walking around a settlement, just being like, "It, it was where? exactly seven. <laughs> it was seven. Okay, yeah. that's not as bad awesome. as I thought." Um, but anyway, yeah, Kenny, the, you can watch his the first four episodes, I guess, of the Yakuza Like a Dragon playthrough. And sounds like it's something special. I know you're already considering it for your game of the year. So it, it is. What's it's so good running about it? up? Honestly, for me, right? I know. I know that Tyler's been watching the streams, and I think he might feel similar. It's the blend of the humor and just the story. Like, they find a way to always blend in this over-the-top humor, and then they bring you right back to, like, this significant message they wanted to get across to the, through the sub-story that you were just doing. And you're like, oh, wow, God. like, you're, like, blown away about how you could have been just fighting guys in diapers. <laughs> I was it... just going to say that. Exactly. I was going to say that too. <laughs> you, you go from the big man, the Yakuza boss and baby diapy playland to like, oh shit, we got to go to a funeral. Well, yeah. And, or you, you're sitting there talking about and getting advice on like, wow, like you're this character you just met is having issues with his wife and they had a newborn, but then finding out like he's work overworking himself, but she's also doing all the raising of the child alone, but they never talked. So she never asked him to work more. And he just started working more and it feels like she's nagging all the time and the communication broke down. But all of that takes place in the middle of a sub story with you fighting Yakuza members in diapers at, at a place that where they were acting like babies and being like pat their backs padded made to burp and all these things and you're like wow like, and crazy oh and and then like they the spoofs honestly they make such good ways to you know because the whole thing is main character big dragon quest fan big rpg fan so then his imagination starts taking over throughout the story and you kind of see it in different forms where like enemy encounters they train like when you bump into them they transform into different different sujimons as they call it so that's their spoof of pokemon um okay. so you go through this sub story where you're introduced to sujimons which is just weird anomalies of humans throughout the city that you fight and you have a suji dex that you fill up by encountering these people and beating them up and collecting data on them <laughs> It's great. That sounds pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so a big change coming from the series that has been around for 15 years or so now is that the protagonist has always been Kiryu. Yeah. And he had his swan song with Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. And now it's time for a new protagonist and a new battle style. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the main character and how the transition from beat-em-up to turn-based RPG has been treating you. Main, our main character, Ichi, you know, every single time he's said Ichi Kazuka, you know, um, short Ichiban. for Ichiban Kazuka. He's, num he's number Ichiban, one. Like, the number he's, one. He's number you know, one. everybody kind of mentions it. Like, you know, your name means the best or number one. Like, you know, everybody kind of like has this. It's, it's endearing because he's kind of embarrassed about it when he's, when he's like, oh, it's Kazuka. He's like, what's your name, Kazuka? And they're like, you got a first name. And he's like, it's Ichiban. I swear it's not yeah. fake. Exactly. So he's like he's like weird about it just because of the meaning of it. And it's he's such he's been such a great protagonist because he's naive, um, he's loyal, and he's 
good at heart. Like throughout well, everything that's happened hero. to him, he is so good at heart still. You know. Okay. He's um, made me. He's made me hold out hope for when I turn forty because yep. you, you get into the the meat of the game when he's like forty one and he's like, man, I I can still be a hero. I can still go out and get a job and turn this city around. <laughs> yep. That's interesting that they have a little bit of an older protagonist, not typical in Japanese games. Uh, I remember reading one interview about somebody who had such high praise for Ghost of Tsushima because. They thought it was great that Jin was sort of an average-looking person in his late 30s or 40s. I mean, anyway, sorry to take things off oh, track no, there. No, no worries. Point too. That's a big thing they do, I guess, the guys with the Yakuza series is they're like, they make it a point to be like, oh, we're not going to stylize it. We kind of want these people to look like real humans, which I really like for once. Yeah. I'm not a huge like realism fan, but this it actually works out really, really well. And I love the way things are portrayed. And it's just like, Mm-hmm. It's it's like characterized and like kind of tweaked enough where it, it doesn't really, you know, all the fa- the expressions and movement really works for it yep. being kind of like semi realistic. I think there's so. I think there's plenty of unrealism in there too for you. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's perfect. Like you don't even get the uh, the imagination. Does sorry sorry to cut you off, Kenny, but you don't oh, even no. get like that imagination transformation, which I thought was gonna happen like at the beginning of the game, but that doesn't happen until like I don't know, maybe six hours in. He's just like what exactly. the. You guys seeing this stuff? And he's like, oh, I don't know what you guys smoking, but they're like, they're like, what are you talking about? You really not seeing this? He just turned huge. Yeah. You're like, what? Is like, this what? um modern day setting? Mm-hmm. 2019. Yes. Um, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like it's pre-COVID. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's very crazy too, right? Because our our character goes in at oh goes into jail mm-hmm. when the start of the internet, like 2000, 2001, like internet's not huge. We don't got smartphones or anything like that. It comes out when smartphones <laughs> are huge and prevalent and knows nothing about technology and the internet and everything like that. So they make it a like, point to show you that first scene where he like walks out to the old street. He used to like frequent mm-hmm. a lot in his Yakuza days. And there's people there snapping like selfies with using selfie sticks. And he, they just mm-hmm. give him a close up of his face and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, classic modern day. No, nope. that's that's fun. You always like to see that storyline of the prisoner that's been in there forever that you know has feels all displaced, which can be sad too. I'm just it made me think yeah. of Sha- Shawshank Redemption when he said that. And that's what and that's what it's going for. It's going to pull at your heartstrings while also giving you the humor, the insanity, like the betrayals, the heartbreak. Like as you get so much. In the first, Within like, five that first hours. Ten, five to six hours, right? Like you're like, wow, what is really going on here? Like, I'm. It's a roller coaster of emotion just to start off the game. Dang, Tyler, sounds like we might have to game share this. You guys it's, should. I highly yeah. recommend it. Or he's just gonna watch Kenny play the whole thing. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> Why? Yeah. You gotta experience it. You gotta level up your classes. You gotta cheese. Uh, you gotta cheese. I don't know. I'm gonna look into that because I want to figure what? out how to get more money. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm already a, a avid can collector. I'm nasty at it. Yeah, you are, Mr. S rank. S rank, I'm hard. <laughs> you should tell them about all the uh, all the cool little mini games they kind of spurs in, or like activities they spurs into. Um, yes. You know, spice up the gameplay so it's not just like go from point A to point B and fight these random encounters along the way. Well, you might have bumped into some more than I have. I know I've done the can collecting. Oh, yeah, I got but I my butt butt kicked in shogi. Um, because I, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue. Um, I know that I haven't done the karaoke yet. 
have you done karaoke yet? I don't know where it is. Mm. I, it's actually, I believe, at the bar that you becomes your hangout. Oh, really? Survive Bar? I love that yeah. sign. It looks really cool. I, that place is so awesome. Well, um, so, also, you know. I think, fun fact, uh, Futaba's voice actress is the lady bartender. Really? Mm. There's a lot of uh, a lot of Persona 5 English dub voice actors and actresses in uh, Like a Dragon. It's pretty funny to see. That's amazing. That like, I think amazing. Uh, the girl you get is voiced by Makoto. I think that's her same what? voice actor. Yeah. Makes that's, sense. That's awesome. I, that's I one other thing. Girl? Like It has such the RPG party system. Like, one of your guys is the healer. You know? He, the ex-nurse, of course, is the healer. The homeless guy uh, class. No. <laughs> and so that's, like, it's a ragtag group of people. I haven't gotten the girl yeah, yet, hilarious. but... Um, you got the ex-cop who got fired two, months, be- uh, two months before his retirement. Pension. <laughs> yep. So it's a turn-based RPG now. Yes. And you're still just walking around with your Ichi avatar, and then what you you have an encounter, and then you suddenly are fighting with a party. Your party is always following you. What your party's always following you, like a like you're you're at least right now the two people I have with me they're always with me. Mm-hmm. On the overworld, they're usually like yeah. beside you or like walking behind you, mm-hmm. unless you get to a certain. What I've noticed is that when you get into the sub stories, it's usually yeah. just Ichiban. They don't like they didn't model the other characters unless it's like a certain one. Because yeah, gotcha. the Ichiban one, uh, Nanba, the homeless guy is with you, but yep. And the for the pound mates one, yeah, so Adachi, like right there. there. Pound mates. So. Palmates, that oh, Wiley, um, quick, quick little thing is their spoof on summons, and it goes through like <laughs> this nice little funny sub story where you think the Adachi, which is the ex cop, right, who's been a lonely man who's paid for who who's re- who's been referenced to most likely have paid for for female services. He likes his um, booze and women. They're an expensive. So he sees a flyer and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna call." He calls. Call they're like, me. "Oh." He's, you know, first call is free. Perfect. We're gonna send it over. We got your coordinates. We're gonna send. We're sending. We're gonna send it right. We're sending one of our top earners right to you. They're like, oh man, like, eg, they're sending one of the top earners over here. That's awesome. Yeah, he grabs then, the paper from you. He's like, you missed out, man. I'm getting the best employee. Yep. <laughs> and then you hear this burly man's voice, like, I'm here. Is that you, Dachi? And you're like, what? <laughs> What's going on? And this is like big, bulky, like boxer guy. Like it's like Kenny like, if he was a little bit taller. Yeah, and more so camo. Then, so he's like, I'm here. You know, you called in the service for for beat up bully, beat up a buddy, right? A buddy beat up, right? Like they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I help you beat up people for a fee, but first time's free. <laughs> so he's then, like, you're not gonna, we're not gonna have to, you know. And he's like, no, what? No, <laughs> we, we fight people. And they're like, no. <laughs> So you're you're like what? And so then, uh, of course, to introduce you to the mechanic, a couple people run off and they're like talking trash to you. So you're like, all right, you go into the fight. Then you go and summon him, and he's like knocks everybody out one like one once you summon him. And it's crazy. The summon is like you see Ichi come, and it's very dramatic. He's like, (laughs) yeah, he pulls out his phone. There's like (laughs) anime lines as he's like dialing. (laughs) I summon you. His Uh... finger. His finger lights up like. Bluish and purple, like I like. Oh like this God. game was made in a lab for you guys. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I'm, I'm a little scared. It's very, it's very sweet. Yep. Great. Uh, I, I, I also, I also wanted to mention the um, what is something I noticed 
um, in the the movie theater uh, mini game. Oh, the Rem Rem. <laughs> I love the, those. I feel like that's totally like a spinoff of of Catherine, like because yeah, because it, it has the the Ram like, heads. In. I, I felt like it was like a, a nod, a spinoff to it, like you know, just like a little fan service to it. Like, oh, you know, knock out the Rem Ram so you let them put you to sleep, and then a random rooster thrown in there. You, yeah. you don't hit the cock, you hit the cock, you you suffer. Oh, he comes back next. for revenge. You know? Well, so. if you want to hear about more of the game or just watch Kenny play it, go to our YouTube channel. It sounds like he's going to be continuing with the series, and we'll be continuing talking about it next week for sure. Um, moving on, I want to talk a little bit about that Assassin's Creed, and Kenny and Tyler are also playing this. Valhalla came out, I believe, same day Series X did, so maybe a week ago. And I have put in about 10 hours. I, I had an unfortunate experience where the um, I had a quest bug on me, and I really had no way of getting out of it. I tried multiple things for about an hour and a half. How did it bug on you? Like, what I did just, it? You just couldn't find the objective. Well, it wasn't. After I completed one of the objectives in the mission, I was not able to progress because a cutscene didn't start, and um, I just couldn't raid this village that I was supposed to. And tried multiple things. Don't want to get too in the weeds about it, but I was lucky and had a save. That was shortly beforehand. I didn't realize that until earlier. It was an autosave that I thought was going to be uh, way earlier than it actually was. So it didn't actually end up being too much of a loss, but it was frustrating because I was around exploring, trying to just, I, I figured I must be doing something wrong. So I spent three, three and a half hours wandering around, uh, doing some mini mysteries and uh, just trying to find the synchronization points and that's all gone now so that oh, soured me a little boy. bit but um and i know that the game in general seems to be a little bit buggier than the two predecessors odyssey and origins not that they didn't have their fair share of issues as well but um i am liking the story quite a bit i think that it's a positive at positive change that they are putting more of an emphasis on it this time than an odyssey which was sort of just a barf of side quests just everywhere nothing but uh icons to pursue and some of the quests were really good some of them were completely forgettable i would say most of them likely were uh, i did like the combat quite a bit but uh it seems like i've taken some cues from breath of the wild as far as not laying everything out so clearly you sort of have to actually go out and seek what this gold dot on the map means it's not going to explicitly tell you and so I, I have been enjoying that aspect of the exploration point portion of it. It does feel a little bit more organic, and you don't really know what to expect around that next corner. Um, I know you guys didn't play much of the last two. I, I beat both, and I, Origins is one of my personal favorites of the generation. So it's going to be hard to top that one for me. But now that I'm past that glitch, I can say that I think the story is really good. And I'm looking forward to continuing my um, expansion over England. And, you know, I, I guess uh, I'm, at, I'm at the early stages of the base building. And I do think that that is more uh, nicely implemented than I expected it to be. You guys haven't quite got there yet. But 
uh, once you get to England, which is where the bulk of the game takes place. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say the opening early hours are in Norway. It's all snowy, you know, typical Viking stuff. But uh, so now you're in England, you're trying to make a foothold into the town. And so far, I've been impressed with the way that you're building out your base. Um, and by the time the game's over, it's going to be like a fully fledged town, which is pretty neat. Um, so what did you guys think in, in your opening time with it? Uh, I've been enjoying it uh, for sure. And it's been a, actually like a really long time since I've actually dove into an Assassin's Creed game. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, maybe not even since like Assassin's Creed like mm-hmm. 3 or something. It's been um, a while for sure. Because I didn't play Black Flag. I didn't play Origins. I didn't play whatever else came out syndicate all, you, yeah. you missed a lot of them i missed yeah. a lot of them yeah um yeah some, something about this along with like it being next gen and everything like that it just made me want to jump back in um there's definitely a lot of differences compared to like what i remember assassin's creed being um oh, oh it's changed it's a totally <laughs> new to new game now yeah yeah it's huge um but i've been enjoying it i like the combat um i was kind of surprised that it took as long as it did to introduce like the the stealth mechanics um but i guess maybe maybe that's how just how it is now <laughs> um this is a game where you get the t- you guys haven't even got the title card yet it's like an 80 <laughs> hour game so i would yeah i think you know they introduce the stealth mechanics like three four mo- hours in you just this random assassin shows up and he's like hey man what's going on i'm a stealthy guy want a hidden blade here you go <laughs> yeah it's a little yeah. bit force it's a it's extremely convenient i'll just say that but uh it was a gift it was a gift yeah but i'm just saying like it's extreme that they just happen to show up and whatever it's an assassin's creed game they gotta have assassin somewhere right exactly right um i I will say that one thing that i was kind of confused on and I, i don't know like how they would have I'm not sure if it's really all that intuitive or not, but there's a couple of areas where there's um, like houses that have like a wealth item inside of it that mm. it seemed like like all the doors were bar- barred off or, or there was just no, no door at all. And I was mm-hmm. like, how the heck do I get into this house? Like there's there's no stairs around here. There's there's like I can't go down and then up. And it, I, it, took, it, took, exactly me, it took me the longest time to realize that there was like a piece of the house that I could like shoot with an arrow to to break open know, and then I get through. I know exactly it. which house you're talking about because I broke it. I, I broke into it last night. Yeah, I think I do think in general that they are making it uh, less handholdy and more. You need to think on your feet and uh, pay attention to your surroundings than the previous games because those games, for better or for worse, were very, for the most part. There's some exceptions. Were very turn your brain off, go to point A, point B kill a bunch of dudes and get some loot uh this one does seem to have some environmental puzzles and tyler you're right that's happened to me multiple multiple times and i usually just say fuck it and move on <laughs> but yeah, um, that, that's what i did the first time and then when i encountered like another house that was like that i was like there's got to be something i can do <laughs> like there has to be mm-hmm. um so what about you kenny what, what are your thoughts on the opening hours um, I've been enjoying it. Um, I'm a person that, you know, my attention fan can be taken away from the main story very easily. So 
I've been just sailing, trying to explore everything, raiding. I'll zoom in the map, see if there's a, a treasure. Um, I found it kind of interesting just how you could just bump into mysteries and just random things. Like I bumped into a side quest where a lady was just like, hey, find my bracelet. I, and then you could have a you could have a one on one time with me. And, she, and, you know, I was like, oh, I read the note, the hint. And I'm like, oh, I already know where it is. Let me dive down in the water. And then I was like, wow, the water's so cold that the screen starts to freeze. If you spend cool, too much cool time mechanic. in the water, cool yep, mechanic. super cool mechanic. So I was like, okay, let's. I was like, let's pinpoint this before we 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 try and we freeze to death inside the water. I can't be in the water exploring it and freeze to death. So it took me it took me a couple of dives. Yeah. Well, so been enjoying it. The combat's nice. Um, I'd already got my butt kicked by a optional boss. You know, I'll have to go would... back and find that guy. I think I, I went through Norway a little too quickly because it took me five hours, and I know there's a lot more there. And oh, there's well, so course, much there. I know there's a lot there because some of it you're still leveled out. Like, you know, it's got a very high recommended power level, which is um, mm -hmm. and something I'll I'll mention to for maybe people that played the previous two games. One of the biggest changes is that they have changed the loot drop to an absolute drip feed. Like, it is not everywhere like in the old assassin's creed games I, or the, the previous two i always sometimes have 40 50 60 weapons in my inventory it was just uh ridiculous and in this one they actually feel significant whenever you get one okay. uh have either of you guys got the uh sort of the one-armed nunchuck type of weapon yet um I got some kind okay. of like flail or something like that. I think. Yeah, I mean, flail. That's a good name for. It. I forget what they're called, but I've been really enjoying that. And when you upgrade them at the blacksmith, they actually change a little bit aesthetically. Uh, you can equip runes on them to further customize them. Uh, I think the skill tree allows for a lot of varied play styles, and you can respec at any time. I think that's an excellent. That, that's nice feature. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, one thing I found a little bit, I guess, creating some cognitive dissonance for me is that you're supposed to be a good guy, and then you're just like, hey, why don't we go raid that village over there and kill everybody and burn the houses and just like, I don't know. And then mm. when you get when you get to England, you're doing it to a bunch of, and is like, a bunch of Christians and somebody that has, you know, been raised Protestant and has been going to church my whole life. You're just like talking crap about Chris. You, you don't. It's your your crewmates are saying how peculiar that they think that Christianity is, and that, <laughs> um, you know, all it's the church that is the one that we're raiding essentially. And it's just like, huh? Have I haven't. Killed so many white Christians before in a game. But... <laughs> it's really turned my perspective on things. At least in a third-person action game, maybe in English, sure it happens all the time in the strategy games. But, um, but that's been Assassin's Creed for a long time. You know, your 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 kill counts by the end of the game are in the thousands, and you just kind of have to shrug it off and say, eh, "It's a video game." It's for the greater good. I did it on a computer anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I assume that I'll be playing this one for weeks to come. I'll be streaming it some more and. Keep an eye out for that. So why don't we go back to my man, Tyler, who's got some more PS5 impressions for us. Take it away. What 
was Bug Snacks like, and why was it the game of the year? <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far in calling it game of the was year. Was it but... quality, or was it way better? Uh, it was a, it was a good game. Uh, overall, I had fun with it. Um, now, when you say I... good, do you mean good or like good? It was like del- it was delicious. Ooh, tasty. Um, um, but I think overall, it took me about like seven hours to complete. Um, it's 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 a pretty simple game. Um, you go around, you collect bug snacks, and you uh, the characters that are living on this island are called Grumpuses. Um, they're just they like, like these these they're these furry creatures, and you're going around the island. You're trying to find uh, Lisbert, who is the archaeologist, um, who kind of like started the, this exploration of this island. Um, she's gone missing. So you're going around and you're trying to rebuild, uh, what do they call it, Snackburg or Smack Snackville or something like that, which is like the town. Uh, once Lisbert got lost, everybody kind of like went on their own way. So you're you're going around the different areas trying to get all the Grumpuses back to town. Um, and so you're collecting the, Grumpuses and bug snacks. Yeah, pretty much. So the, like the objective is to bring all the Grumpuses back together, but while you're doing that. Um, you have to collect certain bug snacks in these areas, and as you coll- as the Grumpuses come back to town, they're gonna have like their own side quests that they're gonna ask you to do, and their side quests are gonna be things like collect this bug snack and bring it and feed it to me. And as you feed the Grumpuses mm-hmm. bug snacks, you can select what what limb of theirs gets turned into something that resembles whatever they ate. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds uh, wild. I mean, everybody's been fascinated with the concept of this game since it was released, or at least most people have. Do you think it lived up to expectations? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, like, like, like I said, I mean, it's not as as dark as kind of like one of those that one of those first trailers made it out to seem. Um, I know with one of the trailers, it kind of had like a twist ending to it, um, and that's kind of how the, the game itself is um but the entire the entirety of it is not like that i've heard on the giant beast cast that they were like playing it with their kids and they got to a moment where they were like hmm, maybe we shouldn't be playing this with the kids <laughs> a wee uh, fry or whatever i is mean there, is there like some really terrible death of a character or does the theme just become more mature and um, I guess towards mud? towards the end, there there's, there might be a couple instances where um, something happens to a character that may not be great for a, a young kid. It's kind of like eerie <laughs> and like kind of spooky. Um, the bug it's, snacks it, it, are revolting. You're right. Um, <laughs> it's also interesting too because the uh, the main character Lisbert, um, her significant other, they're they're two female characters. At least I. I interpreted them as being female characters um so they're a couple and then there's also a uh, a male couple um as well in the game so i thought that was kind of a interesting thing that they've done um i was watching the uh, completionist review of it and you said that there's a lot of heavy emotional kind of like you wouldn't really expect it from this kind of game but it it can really just throw kind of like emotional curveballs at you but like wow this is really deep like there was something somebody says where it's like just takes you aback and you're like i didn't really expect to experience this feeling playing a game called bug snacks <laughs> right 
Um, and then the, the in, in regards to like catching all the bug snacks, like certain bug snacks, you have to like lure one bug snack into an uh, into another in order to like knock it out, and then you can capture it. Or certain bug snacks might be uh, freezing or on fire, and you have to use uh, either a tool or lure another bug snack in order to cool it down or um, put the fire out, <clears throat> things like that before you can actually capture them. Um, as you progress the everybody's side quests, um, each person kind of has like a little like mini like final boss to their quest, um, which is ends up being like a, a legendary bug snack, which is just like a massive thing that like incorporates these other um, puzzle mechanics to actually like defeating. Um, okay. So it's pretty cool. Any sort of post game here, or is it one and done? <clears throat> It's one and done so far. I mean, unless they plan on putting out any kind of update, um, no post game really. Um, I mean, I I started to really take a look at the achievements or the the trophies. Um, Platinum that shit. As I was close to to finishing it, because there comes there comes a point where it says, okay, if you continue from this point, uh, you're not going to be able to ca catch any more bug snacks or do any more quests. Um, <clears throat> point and of then, no return. Yeah, so once you do end up finishing the game and continuing, you're just sent back to before you actually started the the final mission. Um, so, but there's definitely like uh, trophies that are very specific in terms of like what the trophies want you to do. Like some one of the trophies is to feed somebody uh, like a, a hamburger bug snack, a fry bug snack, and a soda bug snack. It's like kind of like a a happy meal or something like that. <laughs> Happy nice. And speaking of trophies, any any uh, chance of doing that for Astro's Playroom? I heard that a lot of people have been platinum that. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I'm not a big trophy hunter in general. But it's a new generation, new frontier, a new obsession. <laughs> a new <story. laughs> right. All right. Well, I'll give you a break and jump back to you so we can close the show out, or at least from the uh, game's impression side, with Demon Souls. But before we do that, Kenny's been playing another game on the channel, and that is Paper Mario the Origami King, one that Anthony has always been hesitant to try. <laughs> yes, yes. I know why he's hesitant. There's no leveling up, like, anything like that. Um, it's, been, it's been decent. Um, you know, I would say it has its nice humor to it. Um, it's like played... it's got like, really clever writing. Yes, it does. It, it's always kind of like poking fun at itself at most times. Um, the combat's interesting, if I may say. It's not something I'm used to. Um, so it's like almost That's like the a bad part. <laughs> it's almost like a like a puzzle, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so like you know, you you have a timer kind of counting down on you, and you gotta kind of try. There's always a perfect way to figure it out, but. Sometimes you don't because you're just frantically trying to just, all right, let me just line up some of them so I could try and take out some of these enemies and then I'll figure it out afterwards, you know? Mm -hmm. And okay. what you're trying to do is maximize um, efficiency. So depending on the weapon you're using, if it's your boots, you want to get enemies lined up in, a, in one row um, so that you could just jump over each one in, in, in succession. Um, okay. If you but if you're using the mallet, then you want to have get them in a square, in a four four box square, you know. So and so, is, are you enjoying the the puzzle aspect to the 
battle system, or you preferred a little bit more traditional, like Anthony? Um, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be open minded to it. It's just getting used to it. That's it. that's all. Um, I haven't had too many fights because then there's even some op slightly open world combat that you get. You get these okay. big, big, big enemies that are kind of like rushing at you, and you kind of gotta sidestep them. Once they run into the uh, the wall, or they get tired. You get around them, hit their weak point, and from there you just keep hitting them every single time they they stop. And it takes about three hits to take them out. Um, then they drop paper. Um, they kind of drop confetti, which is a nice little little um, mechanic in the game where there's pieces of the world missing, and you have to throw confetti at it to cover it. So that it's you know to replace the paper that's been torn from it. Okay. Um, so you're not getting experience points. What are you getting? Is there any point of battling besides the fun? Honestly, I'd say what I'm seeing and I'm noticing is that the point is it's almost to collect and rescue the toads. You know, oh, because okay. as you rescue and collect the toads, um, it fills up each battle arena, like your battle arena. So every single time you go into a fight, the more toads you'll see, the stand, the the stands of them cheering you on, filling up, um, as you rescue more of them. And I haven't used the mechanic yet where you pay them coins, and they'll cheer you on in a special kind of way, and something will happen because I'm like, oh, I only saved ten of them, so. I don't think anything really big special is going to happen if I pay 10 of them to cheer me on. Um, that's I, I believe I'll try that maybe in the next video, in one of the next videos that I'll, that I'll be recording. I'll try that mechanic out, but it's just press Y and you'll pay a certain fee and something some, something surprising is supposed to happen from them cheering you on. So I'm not sure what that is. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I was just checking over here because i know a lot of switch games that never go on sale are actually on sale for around 40 bucks black friday yeah. walmart's got some good deals for switch games like 30 bucks is what i heard yeah i'm, I'm hearing it mm -hmm. i'm actually best buy is also going to have a decent sale on games for black friday as well not just really? switch games yeah that's awesome well all right neat well if you want to check out kenny's early playthrough it is on the youtube channel i believe Yes, it is. And it's a no commentary one. I decided to go with, you know, because we're, you know, we're, I'm live streaming. I think it's also a nice little change of pace. You know, some people just kind of want to check out the game. No, com don't want to hear me mm -hmm. and just want to see it because they don't want to pick it up. They don't want to buy it. So, you know, gotcha. Neato. All right. Well, moving on to our final game before we close out with a question from the audience. Tyler, Demon Souls. Why can't you get good? Why? What's uh, tough? It's tough. <laughs> it's man. a hard game, and you cut up some slack. Yeah, it is a hard game. Um, get good. It's very, very unforgiving. Um, it it doesn't really tell you where you should be going. Um, at, at least with like some of like Dark Souls or like Bloodborne games, there there's somewhat of a of a bit of a path. You kind of like have a general understanding of where to go, whereas in Demon Souls, I think I'm struggling with you have you're in the what's it called that kind of like hub world, ne the um, nexus, the nexus, um, and then you have each of the the archangels or arc arc whatever they're called. Um, so I'm really not sure whether or not I should just kind of keep plugging along in that that first area that that first 
platform that I started with where I fought the big slime monster, um, which that boss was actually extremely easy. Um, the following boss after that, the the giant titan knight. The tower knights. The tower knight. Tower knight. <laughs> uh, I, I fought him a few times, haven't really been able to put much of a dent in him. Um, I think it's just a matter of me getting good, though, and figuring out how to, how to dodge around him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, be, be, because I was getting frustrated kind of with not being able to beat him, I was like, oh, well, maybe I should go to one of the other areas and do something there first. Um, so I did that, and oh, man, I, was, I got even more frustrated because I, I, got, <laughs> I got like a ways in and to a point where there were just like some little little rats and like the very last the very last rat that i was about to kill ended up plaguing me and i'm like (laughs) oh cool i have i have no items to cure plague so my health is just constantly going down wow yeah that game had some serious like getting cursed or getting a plague i think is something that the dark soul series really shocked people with like I know in the original Dark Souls, you can get cursed, and I can't even remember off the top of my head, but it's something devastating uh, happens to your health. Um, and were you able to find the Kling Ring? No, I mean you said it was in that that first area. Um, I, I, if it's if it's before the the tower the tower night, um, I definitely hadn't found it there. Um, but you're saying you're, uh, yeah, you weren't sure if it, it could I, be I, after. I, 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 yeah, it could be after it. Um, and from what, for the nexus that you're describing, for people that don't know, like Demon Souls is really the only of the Soulsborne games made by From Software that isn't completely open world. Like they're well, like I guess if you factor in Bloodborne, but that's a little bit different. Um, but in this one, it's sort of like a Crash Bandicoot warp room. Like there's five sections that you can go to tyler's talking mostly about uh the first area where he's running into trouble with the tower night i can't remember as someone who's finished the original are the other three or four available right now or are you maybe only have one more you can go to no i can i can go to all of them right now so there's oh wow there's one two i think there's one two three i think there's six in total um six in total okay um well like i don't the firelink shrine then right kind of yeah kind of okay more more akin to the firelink shrine in three but th- those games have fast travel like nobody's business so like demon souls doesn't right once you're in an area you you have to kind of commit to it yeah exactly so i'm pretty sure the the only checkpoints that you have are after you beat each boss um so that's that's also been a struggle is kind of like the lack of checkpoints or there's really no no shortcuts back to kind of like where, where you began um at least not that i found i mean there's that that one shortcut um before you fight the first boss in the first area um but that's really just to like open up that big gate um but i haven't noticed anything else in the other area I mean, i've only been to two areas so far but Gotcha. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just got a notification that Discord wasn't picking up my mic. Um, 
Well, uh, it's I, tell me the good stuff because I know you're, there's got to be some, some of that there. <laughs> Sitting at 92 on Metacritic, all the real gamers love it. So <laughs> all the real gamers. Love wow, it. low blow. <laughs> well, apparently, all the real gamers don't also play Rocket League. I'm just kidding. I would certainly be right there with you in the struggle bus. Um, the combat feels good. Um, that the parry system feels feels right. Um, there's a good like I haven't felt like the timing is off or anything like that. I mean, it's definitely when I have missed a parry, it's like okay, well, I should have. I need to. I need to learn the how their movements are and understand more um, about how they attack. Um, the the weapons I'm still kind of trying to to get used to. Um, I mean, my the class I chose was was hunter, so I know they're kind of like uh, axe. They started off with an axe and a bow. Um, I've been is the bow worth the shit because they've always sucked. <laughs> it, I mean, it does good amounts of damage. Um, for for the amount of souls it takes to buy a single arrow, that's where I'm like, this is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um it's like 400 souls to buy a single arrow that that seems like a lot it seems like a high high price yeah but um but, i mean they do a good amount of damage you, you shoot like three arrows at at a guy and they're pretty much dead um the aiming with the bow is kind of awkward um mm -hmm. you have yeah, to stay always has been. you have to be stationary and the it, it is just kind of very awkward um the point of maybe i just want to maybe i want to pick a different class <laughs> gotcha well you know you can sort of change around your you can respec it and you can consider doing the easy mode thing which i've i've have been sort of avoiding watching a lot of stuff on it but i know one of my um one of people in one of my facebook groups is doing an easy mode playthrough where he's using magic which was really overpowered in the original game and i don't know maybe that's something to consider maybe do like a hybrid so you just at least have that option mm -hmm. um so how is it knocking your socks off visually is it everything that you'd want it to be in that department yeah it's been it's been really really beautiful um the scenery i mean the the area that I'm in now, right before the tower night, I mean you've got the the giant dragon who's swooping over the the bridge and breathing fire down down at you and um I mean everything looks polished and, and really good. Well, that's good to hear, and we all knew it because it looks incredible from the trailers. The uh, one of the only truly next gen games available at this time. Um so why don't we close out the show with a question from Golden Age Retriever. Thanks for writing in. He wants to know, after getting a 4K TV, been a little bit uh, behind the curve, but it's been blowing his mind. But what are your thoughts on Ultra HD gaming? And what genres do you think will benefit the most and the least with these enhanced graphical capabilities? Well, I just recently discovered that how to get my tv and my console to 4k hdr so mm -hmm. that's been nice <laughs> um i was definitely able to tell in certain parts of assassin's creed as the the lights shining through in a, a magical way oh you got hdr going it's not uh i don't think it's like full hdr it's not like uh rgb hdr it's like that yub whatever hdr option it is okay 
Well, yeah, the HDR personally for me has been the more of a significant gate changer than 4K, which I, I notice, but I don't notice all the time. Like when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima, I had the first couple days on my 40 inch 1080p TV. And then I got the TCL 6 series, which has pretty good HDR. And it's just a knock. It, it totally, totally almost the equivalent of jumping from SD to HD in terms of its um, just immersion and just the, the sun actually being able to make you, you know, your pupils change in their size because of how bright moments are. And um, so I think that it's exciting. I think that a lot of these games coming out for Series X and PS5 are going to be taking advantage of it in ways that we probably haven't seen before or ways that we used to always have to trade off um you know frame rate or uh resolution for what we wanted to get the more out of i mean we're still going to have to make that choice in in some games whether we want to do performance mode or whether we want to do uh graphical fidelity mode whatever you want to call it but yeah what about anthony and kenny any do you guys you recently bought a new tv kenny yes yes i did um, mine is on. We got the 4K Ultra HD with HDR, so we got the. It's real nice. Um, for me, I, what genre I think is gonna thrive the most with this, all the graphics looking as beautiful as it is, as it is, I would say the action RPGs and action action adventure games and RPGs. Um, more realistic it gets, like the Final Fantasies. You know, I can only imagine how the next Final Fantasy is gonna look for Tyler you know, on 4K on the PS5, you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I think the ones that really aren't, aren't going to take, and it's like kind of like this is a cheap answer. Um, the indie games aren't really going to be like jumping out the gate, really um, fully using the the PS5 and the Xbox Series X to the full potential graphics-wise, but they're indie games, you know? So uh, I'm sorry. That is a cheap answer. It's, it's, no. a, it's like sliding out out the side door but i'll that's... give another cheap answer um i don't think any genre will suffer the least or anything like like everyone's going to benefit from it like you can't yeah necessarily you can always make games look worse if you're going for a retro feel or something like that mm -hmm. um and it'll take time you're right for any developers to be able to fully you know utilize the features that the ps5 and the series x has but there are some exceptions like i mean I could see Hades running on a PS5 and really benefiting from just uh, you know running at 120 frames per second and 4K and HDR and that being really something gorgeous to look at, uh, as well as you know maybe lesser known ones such as uh, Hyperlight Drifter or everything gets better with no. more other color options and okay. being higher clear, saturation. If it, if it makes it clear, it makes it better, at least yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Word. All right, gang. Well, the slew of games certainly took us beyond our episode, typical episode length, without a topic of the show, as per as per uh expected, was, right? Was predicted, yes. So Not much. enough time. I would say before we log off, we I know me and Anthony have been throwing some ideas around for the Discord. So okay. that'll be some things that we hope, if you're not in the Discord, join it. Uh, uh, we're going to try and boost up that engagement in the Discord, get people talking, maybe some badges to people that are up there. 
talking all the time. If anything, it's a it's a no brainer. First badge goes out. We'll go out to Golden Age Retriever when we get those drawn up. Hell you know? yeah! Hell yeah! Can't forget Broadway Vic. I don't know, no, not a Broadway Vic. <laughs> <laughs> because he likes you widely, we're not giving Broadway Vic a, a badge. Oh well, he gets to eat his own badge. I'll forgive him. I'll forgive him for liking me. He just doesn't know better. It's good. The badge is just going to be your face. It's just going to be you smiling because he calls it's, you smiley Wiley. A, 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 a Broadway Vic's badge is going to be Wiley. That's it. A, a face of Wiley. Like, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I'm a okay with that. <laughs> I'm looking at all these Switch games on Walmart, and they're all like, add price to cart to see. Yeah, there's a lot. I was just looking at that, and it doesn't look like there's really anything that stands out kind of being like, whoa, buy me now. Or that's yeah. what they do. Maybe as we get closer to the Dreaded yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. With that day. being said, we're out, guys. We're Thanks out. Thanks for okay. tuning in. Kenny's calling it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you He's next week. The phone. Hello. See everybody next week.